0: The Emilia-Romagna Grand Prix kicks off Formula 1's European season this weekend at Imola, and it will be supported by the rebranded Formula Regional European Championship by Alpine. It's an all-new start for the fledgling championship, which has absorbed the long-standing Formula Renault EuroCup into its own series. This is the Formula Scout podcast, and I am Craig Wallard, joined as ever by Elliot Wood, Bethany Waring and Josh Sutil to discuss the most prominent regional Formula 3 championship on the motorsport calendar. The merge is painfully overdue and brings about a number of changes, aspects inherited from its parent championships and some of the best drivers and young talents on the junior ladder in its bumper field. Where both championships fell short last year, this new name is aiming to make up for those shortcomings in 2021. We had a podcast towards the end of last year detailing the merger and our thoughts at the time, so do check that out. But we will start this podcast by briefly talking about what's borrowed and what's new. So let's start with Elliot, because there are a a number of things taken from from Formula Renault Euro Cup last year, uh, namely the weekend format and the Renault engine. So this gives the championship surely flexibility in where it can feature onto other uh, bills within motorsport as it's doing with with formula one this weekend and it's also got a a a tried and tested uh engine at its disposal as well as hasn't it
1: yeah so the the renault engine has been the same uh mcgann sourced unit rena mcgann yeah Renault mcgann uh mcgann sourced unit that has been using that championship for you know a decade now um and Obviously, the combined efforts of the Renault Sport team, even though it's called an Alpine Championship, uh, and ACI Sport, which is the Italian organiser, do mean that we've got um, the SRO bill, which is what the Euro Cup used to race on. Uh, we've got a few rounds of that, but we've also got the ACI Sport bill, uh, where Freck raced on in the past. And then, as you mentioned, this kind of flexibility to join other events, such as Formula one mm-hmm.
0: Certainly, and we'll we'll get into details on the calendar a little bit later. But Bethany, uh, Formula Regional European last year didn't have the most exciting racing, if you will, but what it did have at its disposal was a, a large number of super license points and Pirelli tires, which are all which are always important for for drivers hoping to to make Formula One. Those things return in this championship, and how important is that for? for this new championship to, to have these particular factors.
2: Yeah, it is it's, it's gotta solidify its um reasoning for existing because we there are you you've got to, for the amount of money that it's gonna cost, there's gotta be something that you're gaining from it rather than just jumping straight into um Formula Three and having a bit of a baptism of fire there um and it looks like it looks like we'll get that and if we can have some good racing alongside that i think that's probably more important than having getting under control the tires but having that tire experience is always going to be a benefit for them
0: Mm -hmm. and let's bring josh in here to talk about the the new bits that we've got uh as mentioned before, we have got a calendar that does feature a, a fairly decent number of uh, rounds on the on the F one bill, and there's also a limitation on the number of cars that um, a team can enter, namely three cars, but teams can add a fourth car if they have a woman driving it. So, Josh, what effect has this had on? Uh, the number of entries that we've got coming for, for the season and how good is it for this championship to to have so many rounds, especially early on in the calendar uh, on the Formula 1 yeah, bill? Yeah,
3: we've got three rounds, obviously, uh, Barcelona and, and Monaco. You know, for the first three rounds all in a row, all in the F1 sport. So it provides a really, really good launching pad for, for the series to kind of relaunch the, the whole you know regional idea in Europe. Um, so they've got a really good starting base. And as you said as well, not only important to have a good calendar but a good grid size um, and obviously with over 30 cars it should be a uh, pretty expensive. hopefully that will also help the racing as well just because there'll be so many cars on the track um hopefully you know won't lead to too many cars and we'll get you know plenty of green flag running um yeah really good to see a good grid size like you said obviously it tends to limit the the number of cars team can have and um, but ultimately this came about because of the version, you know you're always going to have quite high grid size if you take two championships and put them together. So, and what I'm interested to find out is that, you know, will this be the case in, in two or three years? That'd be the, the real test um, because we've seen before, you know, measures happen, you get quite a big number. and after a few years, they do kind of get dwindled down. So at the moment, really, really nice to see. And I hope that continues because uh, it should uh, mean for some some close competition and, and certainly one team dominating. Mm-hmm. Certainly. And, and
0: speaking of one team dominating, that's exactly what we had in, in Formula Regional over the past couple of seasons with with Premer, who seem to be just winning absolutely everything um, that they try to get their hands on at the moment, um, having the upper hand for sure. But they've certainly got their work cut out this year as ART Grand Prix join, having raced in Euro Cup last year. So, Elliot, the, the three drivers at The French outfit will be running will be Thomas Tembrink, Gregoire Saucy, and Gabriele Mini. Um, And uh, certainly uh, a lot of expectation over over one of those drivers in particular, isn't there?
1: Yeah. So Gabriele Mini is the the reigning Italian F4 champion, and he's part of the All Road management scheme. And All Road is heralded by, or it's fronted by Nicholas Top, who has obviously guided the career of the likes of Massa and Jules Bianchi and and drivers like that. Uh, So, you know, if you get picked by him, you're quite likely to be a a future F1 talent. Um, But obviously, he's a rookie as well, so he's got a lot to learn. Uh, And his two teammates aren't half bad either. Greg he has got a lot of experience at this level. And Thomas Tembrinca was, uh, he actually started last year in karting, then moved into Spanish for in like the second or third round and just, you know, adapted to cars very, very well. So be, it's an exciting lineup for two. Mm-hmm.
0: Certainly, uh, Bethany. Let's talk a little bit about Primer, um, who, as mentioned, they dominated the Formula Regional European Championship last year, and they've got a very exciting talent um, or two, well, uh, all three really, when you look at his lineup uh, with Paul Aron, David Pedales, and Dino Boganovich.
2: Yeah, though the three really big names. When you said all two, I'm like, I'm not entirely sure which one you're not including in that because they're three three great drivers and Prima um, Prima are a brilliant team to be with. Obviously, hopefully they're going to have a little bit more competition this year than they have had in past years, but it's they they have the experience, they know how to win this championship, and those three drivers are have really been the ones to watch over the past couple of years. Uh, I think the results themselves may not, like they might not be the the winningest drivers, to, so to speak, especially the ones that have, especially they're in their single seater careers, but they've always been exciting to watch and they've always shown good potential. So I'm looking forward to seeing how they do.
0: Mm-hmm. Certainly, um, and Josh, let's move on to uh, RASGP, uh, a team that seems to sort of be just gradually building momentum at the moment um, in, in the in the junior ladder, and they're they're the only team that have got four entries: um, in Isaac Ajar, Adrian David, uh, Lena Bula, and Zane Maloney. So, um, what do you make of, of of this lineup, and is there any driver in particular that? That stands out as a, as a possible uh, driver to watch this year? Yeah, probably Isaac
3: Hadja for me, um, just because he was so impressive in, in eight. Obviously, very similar machinery. So I'm mean, interested to see if that's over. Obviously, Hadrian David didn't have the best 2020. It's um, probably slightly disappointing in, in some respects. So, you know, he can take a step. Um, and then obviously, Zane Maloney as well, See so coming from Euroformula, uh, it would be a better place to. To talk about him. But, um, I think, you know, again, it's a good opportunity. It's a very good team. And we're probably looking at this team, as at least, you know, one of the contenders to be the kind of best. You know, looking at the lineup, I, I'm not sure I can say it's a, a title challenging lineup or, or any of their drivers are going to be going for the title, But I think they should be very, very solid. Like I say, especially Hadja and David, I think um, could be very, very strong. And yeah, interesting to see how the, um, you know, four car lineup works well. You know, obviously that means. Four sets of data and stuff. So will that give the team an advantage? I guess uh, we'll find out.
0: Mm-hmm. Certainly. And Elliot, let's come back to you and talk a little bit about KIC, which finished uh, a, a very distant second in 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 Formula Regional uh, European last year. And they've got Nico Gola, uh, Patrick Pasma, who I believe raced with the team last year. R- correct me if I'm wrong and Elias Seppanen, who steps up from ADAC at four. So uh, there's some interesting interesting names in there, isn't there?
1: Yeah, uh, Pasma was the of the surprise package of Freck last season. He scored more points than anyone else in the second half of the year, uh, ended Pramer's winning streak, um, and it's pole streak as well, which is even more difficult. Uh, so he could really be a you know, title favourite going into this season because he knows the car, he knows the team. You know, quite a few of the circuits, having also done uh Euro Cup in 2019 in Garden. Uh And his teammate, Elias Sapanen, he also did Formula 4 in Asia as well, so he, he's been around at that level for a while. And both of them, being Finnish, you know, they're going to gel well with a Finnish team. Uh, and Nico Goller, a bit of an unknown. He's done alright in the appearances he's made so far, but uh, the one worry for this team will be mechanical issues because after Yuri Vips uh, raced for them last season, but had some pretty embarrassing car problems, and uh, they'll have to avoid that. If they want to fight for the title.
0: Mm-hmm. Certainly, um, it, it's always difficult when you're going up against uh, such well-drilled um, outfits such as ART and Prima, who uh, are just absolutely brilliant when it comes to, to, to putting a championship together. Um, but, Bethany, let's talk a little bit about MP Motorsport, who have got Franco Colapinto, uh, Kaz Havercourt, the Spanish F4 champion, and Oliver Girf. Um Havercourt, in particular, is a driver that stands out for me um, in this uh, in this list. But Colapinto is a, a driver who is uh, pretty handy himself, isn't
2: he? Yeah, they're both um, drivers who I don't think we're expecting the world from them they're not they're not drivers who if they don't win the championship then that's the end of their career but they're drivers who we're looking at for excitement during the races we're looking at how they're going to be moving up through the field after difficult qualifications how they they might um they they might play a part in as a as a dark horse in races, I think is the 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 phrase I'm trying to get to. They're they're not the MP Motorsport have I, I give me one second while I try to remember what happened last year. But like MP Motorsport they have had good drivers and not having having not done Fret class year, if I remember correctly, I got them mixed up with um, Van Amstel mm-hmm. in my head. But having not done fret class year, that w- that w- won't be, hopefully, won't be too much of a disadvantage f- for them. But th- I think they're a capable team, and they've got some drivers who are capable of mixing up with the best. But I nobody's going to be betting on them, so maybe that will help them. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, certainly. We'll, we'll get on a little bit later as to whether the, the Euro Cup or the Formula Regional converts will will fare better. Um, but Josh, on, on Van Ammer Sport Racing, they've got three drivers who I believe are stepping up to this level for the first time. Um, I think Elliot might need to jump in and correct me. Um, but Francesco Pizzi, Lorenzo Fluxer uh, and Mary Boyer. And uh, there's some pretty handy drivers there, but they're again, they're not necessarily ones that we're expecting uh, title challenges from, especially with some more experienced drivers in the field.
3: Yeah, that's true. It, it could be difficult, but you know, there's no reason why they can't have a, a, a strong year, especially Pitsy, who's probably the, the strongest of them, obviously F4 UAE champion and also the runner-up in Italian F4 as well. So um, he was he was pretty good in F4. Obviously, had a very you know strong field. The likes of Mini were there and stuff who. Perhaps outshined him a little bit. He obviously started the season quite strong, but um, yeah, I'm interested. To see. I think he should be the clear lead, I think, out of those three. Um, but then Mariboy was also, you know, really good in Spanish F4 as well. Uh, Fluxa was was decent in Asian F3, but that, those performances, you know, perhaps um, be probably fighting outside the top 10. Um, but Pizzi and, and Boyer could probably be sort of regular top 10. And then maybe, uh, like you say, not, not a title challenge this year, but perhaps something uh, for next year.
0: Mm-hmm. And the, the last team I think we'll, we'll cover off, sort of in, in full, uh, will be Arden Motorsport, who were fourth in uh, Euro Cup last year. Um, Alex Quinn returns with the team. Uh, William Alitalo and Nicola uh will also race with them. So, Elliot Arden is a team that has tended to hover towards the midfield or towards the back in a lot of championships that has raced in in recent years. So what can it do this year with this lineup up to, to move up the up the order?
1: Uh, um, well, I, I, I can't really comment on its position in the pecking order, per se. But uh, yeah, it's got three pretty uh, well-experienced drivers at this level. Obviously, Marin Angeli hasn't quite got the pace of Alitala and Quinn, but uh, Quinn knows Arden inside out because uh, obviously he's a driver coach there. He raced with them in F4, Euro Cup he's going to come into the season as one of the title favourites because he's already won at some of these circuits. And uh, obviously, you know, he knows the car very, very well. And Alitalo, kind of surprised that he's left JD Motorsport where he had success last year. But I think that must mean he's confident in what Arden can provide for him to to move teams.
0: Mm -hmm. Yep. And we'll cover up another couple of the drives because there's like thirty-two in the in in the in the entry list. So um Josh, let's talk about Eduardo Barrichello, who as a as a fan of early two thousands Formula One as I am because I'm old like that. Um I'm very excited about um what he what he can do um after two years on the on the road to Indy um, where he fought for the USF 2000 championship last year. Um, obviously a second generation driver. So it is one that we're going to to point out for sure. Um, but are you expecting a huge amount in
3: his first year in, in Europe? Um, based on what he did in America, not, I mean, not a, a huge amount, but I don't think he'll be slow either. I think he'll just be sort of, you know, in the middle of the pack. Um, certainly at obviously that's where JD were very strong last year. So, um you know, we'll see. <laughs> they probably quite. The the first round might be quite misleading, but then, you know, if they've got two rookies in the cars, then uh, they might not be able to to capitalize in the same way that the the last rookie Vidalas, did. Um, so yeah, <laughs> it's quite a, a high bar that's been set for them. Um, I don't think they're gonna reach up there, but the, the team itself proved quite capable last year. So uh, yeah, I would I, I say like regular points finishes or something could be could be realistic for Barrichello, certainly towards the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Yep, and
0: the the one team name that didn't appear in either championship last year is G4 Racing, but they raced in EuroCup last year as Bitech, And one of their drivers is Belen Garcia, who will also be racing in the W Series. So, Bethany, it's two campaigns um, with very similar machinery in a lot of ways. Um, So... In theory, it shouldn't be too difficult to step from one car to another for for Garcia, who has come into motorsport quite late, um, uh, comparatively to to a lot of um, a lot of people uh, within within the the racing world, if you will.
2: You would hope that it would be too difficult. I think one of the biggest things for her will be it will be uh, seen as a direct comparison between. This is w series and this year's freck, whereas last year obviously we had jamie chadwick um but this year we'll we'll see how Garcia compares to her fellow w series competitors and then how she compares to her, her fellow Freck competitors and from from uh, i do worry from the outside any thoughts of well, we've got different teams, and even though it's all the same card that different teams do matter in Freck. Um outsiders won't care about that. They'll see the same car, which means everyone's exactly equal. And if you're rubbish in Freck, not not to say she will be rubbish in Freck, but if if you are and if you're not um winning Freck, but if you're winning W series, then that's gonna look bad on W series. Hopefully she can complete compete well in both, but we'll we'll see how that goes i think it's going to be a busy year for her but it will be a busy year for a couple of drivers on the um f1 support bill this year so we'll see how it goes
0: mm-hmm. yep pinto has got a got a um a sports car program lined up as well for example and i'm sure several other drivers will have things pop up every now and then um but just to cover off the the rest of the teams very quickly who who's actually running you've got DR Formula uh, in conjunction with RP Motorsport who raced in Formula Region last year um, as did Monolite Racing and coming over from EuroCup you have FA Racing as run by double world champion Fernando Alonso but let's talk about the, the calendar quite quickly because um, as mentioned before like the first three rounds are all supporting Formula One which I, I think is brilliant. Um, with the the first round at Imola this weekend, um, the the second round at Barcelona, um, and the third round on the streets of Monaco, um, which I I, I think is brilliant. You've then got a couple of rounds supporting the the SRO Championship in Europe, uh, Paul Ricard um, and Zandvoort in the Netherlands, um, before you have the Nürburgring round, which is supporting the ADAC GT Masters. Um, As a TBC, they're still... uh, not entirely um, confirmed yet, but I, I do believe that Spa is uh, one of the, the likely candidates for that. Uh, and the the season closes off with uh, a visit to the Red Bull Ring, supporting GT Open, and then finishing off in Italy at the Jello and Monza. So, Elliot, uh, which of these venues sort of stands out as a or oh, that, that's going to be really really good. Um, or are there some that you're just thinking it's very, very sort of same in comparison to what Euro Cup and uh, and what Freck have done in, in recent years?
1: Obviously, the, the Monaco Grand Prix race is a great you know pull to have for the championship. Uh, something that teams have already pointed out to me is that um, obviously we did see kind of close racing in the Euro Cup at even circuits like Zandvoort where, you know, there's not many overtaking opportunities. Um, and we saw processions at Frec, in Freck at circuits like Monza. Now with the Pirelli tires comb- from Freck combined with the Renault engines and the Eurocar, we've now got a far faster car, but they don't think it's gonna lead to greater racing. So it kind of reduces the, the peak performance window in, in time. So you might have, you know, two laps of frantic action and then that's it you know. Uh, so in addition to Monaco, I think possibly Red Bull Ring is going to be the greatest option because that is a circuit with lots of overtaking opportunities. In middle or September, you're going to have nice weather, hopefully. Um, and obviously it supports Euroformula. so I'll be there uh, covering <laughs> it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes uh, certainly um, and 30 cars around any uh, around a track as, as short as a red bull ring is always sort of, always uh, an invitation for for action for sure um, but Bethany is, is there any circuit that sort of comes to you that you're thinking oh I'm a little bit disappointed that that's not on the calendar
2: um no I think, I I mean, I, I always love it when we get, being in England and not able to travel that much, it's always nice to to have series come to the UK, but I don't think there's anything where I'm really like, if they hadn't gone there, then it would have been really disappointing for the championship. It's, it's a good calendar and there, there's nothing that really stands out as majorly missing obviously there are some some circuits there where you're like maybe not maybe not our favorite circuit in the world um it's particularly French circuits but we'll hopefully we can still have some good racing there
0: yeah I was gonna say um Barcelona and Paul Ricard are ones that I look at and go oh why are these two um but Josh have you got any any comments to add
3: just but i guess it's the most uh well it, it puts f2 and f3 in the in the shade a little bit and the fact that all of these 20 races are going to be set by qualifying uh and there's no or no gimmicks uh in terms of the race format so it might be quite a weird shock for people to go from this championship and they're going to move on to f3 and then have all the sort of reverse grid trickery so um yeah i think that they seem to be doing it the right way and uh especially having that two-day format and having qualifying on the sunday because then if you've improved enough by sunday you've got another shot at it, basically to, to do well in racing um and certainly at monaco they're doing it the right way in terms of you know let's have qualifying for the, both races let's not have a, a reverse grid at monaco and I've, I've got my mention in of that for the podcast so uh back to you craig
0: yeah, yeah, as a very valid point. Um, yeah, certainly bringing up the format and and how it differs drastically in comparison to to the championships that the drivers will be hoping to to move up to um, after after a year or two. Um, but let's talk about so, some of the, the the teams in in detail. I think the the ones that we really need to talk about are ART and Prima. Who really sort of started to have a little bit of a rivalry going on, um, especially in FIA Formula 3 last year? Um, they've obviously both raced in, in Formula 2 together in recent years as well, um, and, and GP2 as well, of course, uh, going back a little bit further. So, Elliot, who's in the best position? Because one's coming from Euro Cup with the same engine, and one's coming from Formula Regional, which have Got the same tyres, they're both obviously very familiar with the chassis by now. Um, is it even possible to tell who's uh, perhaps got a, got a nose ahead at this point?
1: It's pretty difficult. Um, at the end of last year, Euro Cup held their kind of traditional postseason rookie test, even though the season, you know, the series wasn't going on anymore. Uh, but they used the Pirelli tyres. So all the EuroCup teams got experience of the FREC package before the FREC teams got experience of the EuroCup package. So that should give ART, ART Grand Prix a little bit of an advantage. However, that team has only been in the EuroCup for one year and is expanding into, obviously, doing it Streamy and more sports car stuff. So it's not going to be you know, as focused on its regional free uh, stuff as it was last year, which is why it was so successful. Then you've got Prima which um, obviously knows how actually sport runs things very well uh, but it doesn't quite know all of the circuits at this level because we've pulled more circuits from uh, EuroCup rather than FREC. So it's kind of uh, level at the moment. I think it would depend on drivers more than anything.
0: Mm-hmm. Certainly. Uh but, and Josh, do you think that it will be the, the the regional teams that will have the advantage? Or can you see the the Euro Cup ones coming out on top? Or does does it even particularly matter in, in the grand scheme of things? Um, will it just be a complete miss, mishmash um, of, of the various teams because there are so many changes?
3: Yeah, I mean, I guess what we have to remember as well is that when we're talking about the regional teams... We were talking about Prem and obviously there's the rest behind and usually they were like one or two, you know, cars and, and only sort of sort of just got to catch up uh, just before the merger happened. So again, it's kind of difficult, isn't it? Because if Prem come out on top, I don't think that means that, you know, the regional teams have had this big advantage. It might just mean that, you know, Prem done the best job or, or they, they've done what they've usually done. Um, and that has obviously come out on top. When uh, F3 and, and GP3 merged into one, obviously that was, you know, is versus ART. See, pramer won by quite a long way. When Premer came into GP2, when ART had been dominating, obviously, Pramer were able to, to get the advantage. Obviously, ART managed to, to wrestle it back a little bit with, obviously, George Russell and Nick De Um So, yeah, it, it's going to be a great battle. It's probably one of the best single seat rivalries out there. You know, two teams right at the top of their game. Um, like Elliot said, we're really good drivers as well. So, uh, yeah, I, I honestly think it would be, it'd be a fairly level playing field between those two. And, and not just them as well. I've still got hopes for some people outside of the, those top, top two teams as well to, to spring a bit of a, a title challenge.
1: I've got another point to add there. Um, I was speaking to Tom Dillman recently, and he said ART GP has a really defined setup that's very different to Premers um, and some drivers who are very, very good. And this is kind of why, you know, in F2, you have that second driver problem at ART. It's evident at the lower levels as well. Saw Victor Martins dominating the Eurocup A T Grand Prix last year, but his teammates Paul Aron and Gregor Saucy, you know, most weekends were nowhere, and that's because the setup didn't quite suit them. To, to be honest, so that could be the same this year. You may have one driver who just nails it, uh, but the other two don't, and that means in the actual teams battle, you then have other teams that could be in greater contention because all three of their drivers uh, are doing well. If that makes sense.
0: Mm. Yeah, uh, and uh, something that Prima uh, traditionally used to have in in the European F3 Championship as well with its with its setup direction. So it certainly will be interesting to to see how it how it goes. Um, Bethany, do do you see it panning out in any particular way, or is it one of these situations where we're all just going in a little bit blind at this point?
2: Yeah, I think we we're, we're all going in a bit blind. I don't think. One having experience in one championship won't necessarily w- will help in some areas, but won't help in others. And obviously, different tracks are going to benefit different experiences. I don't think we can really say what's going, what for sure, what's going to happen. Hopefully, all we can say is that it's going to be um, an improvement from the last couple of years. Of racing in Frak and EuroCorp respectively.
0: Mhm. Yep. Well, despite all that, I'm going to put you all on the spot anyway and ask for a for a champion, uh, both a driver's champion and a team's champion. Um, so I'll give some of you a little bit of time to think about that. But Josh, I'm going to put you on the spot right away. Um, so who who are you tipping for for taking the Taking the crowns at the end of the season,
3: yeah. So I think Prayma will take the teams championship um, for the reasons explained. I think they're the the quickest to adapt. They know how to win, and they have probably mm-hmm. got the best lineup overall. Um, and obviously, two drivers who who know the series and cars quite well, uh, and even Begunovic obviously had experience in, in Asian F three. So uh, yeah, I'll go with them, and then Vidalas for the, the the drivers championship.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and Elliot, who who have you got down? <laughs>
1: I think, especially now they've got four cars, RSGP, and we've seen in testing, they have been very, very quick uh, for the team's title. Then for the Drivers' Championship, I'm going to go for Pazma because, you know, he's, he's basically the highest place returning in last year, so we already know he can, you know, be the top scoring guy. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Uh, and Bethany,
0: who, have you, who are you going to to put your money uh, on?
2: I was going to do Prima and Vidales, but seeing as Josh did, I'll do I'll do Prima and Awan just to be different.
0: Excellent. I'm, I'm glad you did. Um, and uh, right, uh, who do I go for then? In that case, I, I think Prima is, Prima is obviously the the safe bet for the for the teams championship. I think um so i i'll i'll be going for them as well and um why not go for Beganovic as <laughs> as, the, as the driver's champion I, I think he did showcase a lot of talent especially at, um you know last year in particular so he certainly got the potential to to make that or to have that breakthrough year this year um so uh, let's put let's put a little bit of a, a wild card bet on uh and go for ganovich so we'll we'll, we'll, ref, we'll ref, um, return back to this in a in a few months and see how disastrous our predictions have all been um <laughs> but yes so yep yeah, as mentioned before that kicks off this weekend at Imola on the F1 support package um it's session times have been moved around a little bit in well compared to what they were scheduled to be due to the funeral of um Prince Philip the Duke of Edinburgh so do keep an eye out on Formula Scout for all of the the reports and everything from from that this weekend and we've got a huge feature going up as well uh previewing the the championship. Um, And I think that's pretty much um, everything to do with that. Um, So, Elliot, as always, I'll I'll head over to you and get you to talk about what what we've got going on with the website. And there's some pretty big stuff going on.
1: Yeah, if if all goes to plan, we've got a second podcast this week. with a special guest straight from the IndyCar paddock uh, who will be discussing what's going on over there because obviously, IndyCar starts this weekend along with its sports, Indy Lights, USF 2000, Indy Pro 2000. Uh, so, we'll be discussing that. Then, other racing we got this weekend, we potentially, after two years of waiting, potentially have the Argentinian Formula Four season opener at Concordia. Now, we know there's been a pre season test, whether any drivers have actually signed to race, I have no idea. So it'll be exciting to see if that happens. Uh, then, we've got Champion of Snetterton in Formula Ford. Uh, as well Circuit Hero Formula Race Series in China. Now, uh, basically, we haven't covered this off on the website, but Formula Renault Asia Cup has kind of continued its Renault branding, but also simultaneously becoming Formula Regional Asia because there is already an Asian F3 series. So that is going to race in several countries around Asia this year. And all of the Formula Renault 2.0 cars have now kind of formed their own championship at Zuhai International Circuit and called it Formula that's like the one word name of the series but it's part of the bill called Circuit Hero Race so uh, we're calling it CHFL uh, then we've got a feature up about a Portuguese street circuit which may be coming back that was proper fun to, to to write because I had to do a lot of research about Portuguese politics and you know talk to drivers who raced there back in the day in the 90s and the 80s and find out what's happening there. Uh, in addition to that, we've got the even more exciting uh, news of admissions. So if anyone's listening to this podcast and wants to join the former Scout team, particularly if they're good at podcasting uh, or YouTubing or even TikTok, because, you know, we haven't got TikTok yet and, you know, we need somewhere to start, uh, then do get in contact with us at contactformalescout.com. At and we're going to be uh setting a few tasks um such as you know like transcribing writing race reports kind of assessing motorsport knowledge as well and then we'll be hand-picking you know the best people to, to come and join our team uh, from all around the world and uh yeah that, that's going to be really exciting having new faces and new names uh, joining us
0: yes certainly and uh Being part of uh, Formula Scout or Paddock Scout, as it was back then, um, has helped several people within this industry go on to to bigger things, um, including us, really. Um, So it's certainly worthwhile um, at least uh, trying out. Um and, and yeah, we definitely could do with someone who understands what TikTok is because I haven't got a clue. We definitely could do with a better podcaster than me, that's that's for sure. Um but yeah, certainly do do get in contact. Um we're all sort of uh happy to to answer any questions as well about that. And I'm sure that Elliot has got a, a, a wonderful sort of uh program in place for for the for the uh, the admissions test, if you will. So, I, I think uh, that's all that we've got time for this week. So, uh, enjoy the, the Formula Regional European Championship opener. I'm sure we will, um, as well as the Road to Indy season opener at Barber Motorsports Park. And we'll be back soon with another Formula Scout podcast.
2: Bye. Adios.